Consulting. She has a small marketing and design agency out of North Carolina. She offers small, affordable business solutions that tailor your business and startups nationwide. She's currently doing my new website. I'm telling you folks, you need to let her do yours. She's doing us a jam up job. She also offers digital marketing, graphic design, and social media management. If I'm using her here at the studio, there ain't no reason why your small business shouldn't. Look her up on Facebook and Instagram at Crooked W Consulting or text her now at 919-351-2084. Crooked W Consulting. Hit up Miss Erica now. You won't be disappointed. Shout out to Miss Mary, the owner of Buckaroo Tattoo in Wheatland, California. Email her now at buckaroo-tat, then the number two, at yahoo.com to make an appointment. Hit her up on Instagram at buckaroo-tat, then the number two, or at Ink in My Glove on Facebook at buckaroo-tat. She's been tattooing some badass tattoos for the past 13 years at her shop. And let me tell you, she is literally flying here at the beginning of March tattoo me for a couple days and record some shows with me so if i'm using her and i'm letting her tattoo the shit out of me and she's sponsoring this show boy y'all need to look her up right now make your appointment with her you ain't gonna be disappointed at all she is grown i can't wait Shout out to Buckaroo Tattoo and Miss Mary. Go look them up on all social media platforms now. Cowboy stuff. My buddy, old friend, Chris Sapp, owner of Desperado and Company, over at the Pooler Tanger Outlet Mall. They are in Suite 611. They offer all kind of Western wear. Boots, toddlers, youth, women's, men's, everything. They have Ariat wallets, phone cases, men and women's jewelry, uh, Montana silversmith, belt buckles, Ariat belts for men. They offer clinch. Ariat and Wrangler are their main brands of clothes. Lots of exotic boots. Uh, guys, I saw some of the stuff that they're bringing me and some of the stuff I get to try on. Let me tell you, there's a lot of great Western wear places that are up in Nashville that I get to go to this place compares to every single one of them so what i need you guys to do is look up desperado and company chris sap their phone number is 912-604-0389 go check them out get all turquoise the hell up 
get all westerned up, look like a cowboy cowgirl. Western fashion is the coolest shit to me, by the way. And uh, the fact that they're on board as a sponsor now, I can't wait to try on some of the stuff that he has sent me and everything that they have sent me in pictures uh, to get my size in. Dude, it's all banging. It's all awesome. So look up Desperado and Company now. Mr. Chris Sapp, once again, the Puller Tanger Outlet Mall, Suite 611. Let's give a quick shout out to Nobles Networking. Guys, if you're looking for a new internet provider, they hook me up here at the studio and at my house. If you live out in the country and you can't find nowhere else where to get your internet or you're paying too much for Hargrave or any of that other shit, look up Nobles Networking. 478-308-0596. You are going to love it. I'm telling you, it works great for me. It runs everything here at the studio at my house perfectly. Hit up Nobles Networking. Let me tell you guys about the baddest insurance agent around these parts, Miss Jenna Carr. She's an alpha insurance agent. She handles home, auto, life, and business. She's located in Macon, Georgia at 3312 Northside Drive, Suite C-160. Uh, let me tell you about Miss Jenna. Not only is she just the sweetest, cutest damn thing you ever seen, but she takes care of business like a true professional. I love dealing with her. Uh, she's done got me hooked up with life insurance because let's be honest, I'm going to need it. And uh, every time I've ever dealt with her, a complete pleasure. So y'all do me a favor now. Give her a call and go look her up on social media. Jenna Carr, Alpha Insurance Agency. And that phone number in Macon is 478 621-7065. Tell her that you need the same package, home, life, auto, all that good stuff that she hooked me up with. It's prom season, and let me tell you, if I was still in high school, I know exactly where I would go to get my tux because I like flashy. I like loud. I like obnoxious clothing. If you ever see the stuff I wear out in Macon, Nashville, wherever the hell I go, to be honest with you, I like to be seen <laughs> as much as I am heard. And Miss Vicky over at Dolly's Delights showed me the other day a company that she's ordering from now that had the loudest and most obnoxiously good-looking tuxes. Fellas, if you're trying to turn heads and you're in high school, Dolly's Delights is where the hell you need to be. So moms and dads, take your boys over there. And while you're over there, get some of that good candy. Make sure you satisfy that sweet tooth. It's the best place to do it. You're not going to find anybody better to deal with, and not to mention she's got the best prices around. That's Dolly's Delights, located at 5122 3rd Avenue, Eastman, Georgia. Call her at 478-231-7237. Dolly's Delights. Let me tell you about Lori's Dive-In in Alamo, Georgia. I ran her ad several times now. She's been with me since I started doing this stuff. Well, I'm doing a live show there February the 15th. She's going to feed me. I'm going to take a couple of my friends with me from social media there, uh, probably around 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if any of y'all would like to come hang out, please do. Even if it's not convenient for you, take some time, go out of your way, and go eat there. I promise you, you won't be disappointed she takes pride in her staff, her food, her service, 
every single aspect. That's why I'm taking my equipment there to actually record with her and her staff. So please go check out Lori's Dive In in Alamo, Georgia at 18 Commerce Street, Alamo, Georgia. Phone number there is 912-568-1945. Lori's Dive In. I'm about tired of reading all these sponsors, but I'm grateful for each and every one of them. But I saved my homegirl for last. Let me tell you about Miss Reagan, who's getting me in shape right now. I need each and every one of y'all to go look her up on Instagram at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit. She does one-on-one customized meal planning, nutrition guides, and training in home or at the gym. I know she stays on my ass, so I know she'll stay on yours. Look, this is the thing with Reagan. She's lost the weight, she stayed in shape, and now she's helping people do the same thing that she did. And she did it the healthy way. She can help you lose body fat, gain muscle, or just improve your overall health. Whatever your goal is, she'll help you with it. I promise that. And the thing is, she holds you accountable in a way that most people don't. She's very affordable, and she offers weekly and monthly payments. So please, go look up my homegirl, Miss Reagan, at R-A-E-G-A-N underscore fit on Instagram. Now, let's get to the show. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Josh Terry podcast here uh, at Raising Gray Studios today, I'm going to be hanging out with uh, somebody who was supposed to be on the show last month, but every time that he was supposed to come up here, there was literally a technical difficulty. We had power lines down one time. He was our artist of the month. Uh, by the way, if you want to be an artist of the month, just hit me up. I'll tell you how that happens. Uh, Mr. Aaron Tanner, who's a friend of the show, been on a couple times with us now. He ain't been here in a while, but... uh been a while. Thank you for coming to hang out with me a little bit and talk about some music and just uh, have some fun with me for a little bit. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Anytime. So how's uh, how's things been going, brother? Been going pretty good. Um, last last year, I did more that year. I did more last year than I have every year combined since I started. Really? So, you know, so I'm going pretty good. <laughs> just as far as your numbers and everything? Yeah, though? as far as shows and, and, and money coming in and everything. Most, most all of it went right back into promotion and recording and such. That's but unfortunately it, how it goes. <laughs> yeah, that is how it goes. I had people say, Oh, well you you making money. I said, Well not really. No, no. Because it's all going back, man. No. Uh people say that to me all the time. They're like, You must be killing it. It's like, no. My bank account <laughs> says otherwise. I I very much promise you. Yeah. Uh and same way with a musician. I mean you you every dollar you make you gotta put it back into it. Yeah. And promoting into recording, into studio time, into mm-hmm. everything, Gas, travel. Merch, yeah, there's there's no stopping. Stuff. We've got a buddy. Um, I was in Nashville a couple of weeks ago recording some shows, and we got a buddy. Uh, shout out to uh, Brian Martin. Uh, he was sitting there at the bar with me and Dustin Heron. I don't know if you know who Brian Martin is or not. Mm-hmm. Uh, you would love him. You need you need to look him. Up. He's got a great story. Um, Oil worker for a long time, gave up music, came back, decided that it was something that uh, he wanted to do. He was just so passionate about it. He that just, story sounds for me. Oh, he did. He's, he's just got. He's was got he a, on the round with y'all the other? The, yeah. The show. That's where yeah. I've heard that. Yeah. He, he's such a good dude. Um, but uh, he showed us his numbers from like 2016 or 2017 until now, and it was where. 
if you looked at his stream numbers, it almost looked like zero, zero, zero for the years. And then he had one song that got him noticed on social media, like in 20 or 21, I can't remember. Yeah. And all of a sudden, through the freaking roof. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm talking about, like, stupid numbers all of a sudden. And, and that's, what it, that, that's what it takes. We had a guy, uh, Mr. Bobby Pinson, I think the world of Mr. Bobby. He was on the show. I went and uh, recorded a show at Seagull uh, in Nashville back in, I think, August. And he said something, and the more I get to talk to songwriters and singers, the more it makes sense to me. He said, you got to write one great song before you write a whole lot of good ones. Yeah. And that's what Brian did. He wrote one song that got him noticed, and now there's a lot of people that know him. Yeah, he's making music videos. He's headlining tours. He's on. He's he's out with folks. He's doing the thing. Yeah, and that's all it takes. Yeah, and and a lot of it. I know you mentioned uh, on the podcast where y'all done the round that a lot of musicians suck at at uh, social media. Oh yeah, you know a lot of talented people, and I am horrible at it. And I'm starting to learn a little bit more. Yeah. See, like uh, one of my other songs I had, the the my latest single, Ain't Nothing Wrong With Being Right, we released it in October or November. And within like a couple of weeks, it had as many streams as one of my other releases did for the whole entire year. Yeah. And it's because I'd learned a little bit more of how to work social media and, and made some you know social media contacts and figured out how to get on playlists a little bit. And I still suck at it, but I, yeah. I learned a little bit, enough to, to bump up a little yeah. bit. You know? I had a conversation this week with a guy named Cameron Havens. Uh, he was on that, that same round um, that we last one we did in Nashville. Dude's super talented. Dude's amazing. Sucks at social media. Yeah. Like, it's horrible. He, uh, he didn't even have me on TikTok or, or anything. He just had me on Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. And um, he stumbled across my TikTok, and dude sent me a text message like right away and was like, how are your numbers like that? And it's, my numbers fail into comparison of a lot of people that's on the show. Like I don't have that high of numbers compared to a lot of folks. Yeah. And I was like, dude, you got to be one willing to be okay with making an ass out of yourself, knowing that it's – it's it's part of an act. Yeah. What what used to cost a marketing company a hundred thousand dollars a month to get you out there to get a song on radio, it doesn't anymore. Yeah. Like it costs you taking time to put stuff on social media. Yeah, and I, I found out that you know you'll you'll write these songs and it'll be like, oh man, this is a great song. You'll do a video, and I've done some. I like doing stuff in black and white. I've done a few yeah. in black and white to be dramatic and everything, and um, they'll get like few hundred views 500 views something like that and then i think it was last year uh, i made some stupid video yeah. about the first one was uh you know how singers you know and i know nobody can see me but they do that hand gesture like when they're singing yeah it's like an r&b type thing where yeah. some country singers started to do that and i i made a video said if you're not playing the banjo or hit your finger with a hammer and call yourself a country singer don't do this it yeah. got like five thousand views yeah. and then i made it like I started making stupid stuff, and I made like four hundred dollars last year on Facebook Reels from stupid stuff like that. And it's not even like I have songs. I have these yeah. songs. Go listen to these, but it's crazy. But but dude, it's like that with everybody though. Yeah. Um, I always use Priscilla and Trey, Priscilla Block and Trey mm -hmm. Lewis as the best examples I can give to anybody. Both were so talented beforehand, and it took a couple gimmicks to get them noticed. Yeah. It wasn't. It was never a lack of talent. It's just when there's so many people out there trying to do the same thing, yeah. and 
you got you got to be different. You got mm-hmm. to come up with something that's different. And doing the social media content, it's the easiest way. It's the yeah. easiest way to actually let people know exactly who you are. My demographic is not for everybody. Like I understand that the stuff that I put out there is not for everybody, but I don't want it to be. I'm not trying to reach every single person. Like I want my crowd to be happy. I want the people that listen to me to, to tell their friends that are like them, Hey, you need to listen to this guy and you need to listen to the artists that he's promoting. You're going to like all these people. I'm never going to try to fit in or put myself out there to people that aren't going to listen to it. Yeah. Somebody in business told me a long time ago, you don't market yourself to people trying to change their minds yeah. to ever convince them to like you. They're never going to fucking like you. They're never going to spend a dollar on you. Yeah. I saw a quote one time that said, uh, go where you're celebrated, not where you're tolerated. Absolutely, man. You know, and, and I've been in, I've been in some of those venues where I was being tolerated yeah. and not even very well. There's a place, uh, one of the worst crowds I ever played for. I won't say the place, but it, it's a nice place. But the crowd just wasn't it, man. Yeah, wasn't it? Just crickets all night long. Yeah, it was. It was bad. They paid good. The venue paid good, but it was bad. They yeah. were not a country music crowd. See, I'm I'm worried about that. There's there's places that are wanting me to get involved with them and do shows, mm. and I'm being very picky about it because I'm not putting my name on anything that's not country music yeah. in the first place. My brand is country music. And it's the country music that I like. Yeah. And I got to watch out say that. I told this story uh, other day on a show, um, I guess yesterday morning. But a guy who I like, I think he's a cool dude. I think he's a, a good guy. And I think the show that he puts on when he's performing is a good show. It's very entertaining. And the guy said something to me at the bar. Um, and he was like, man, I, I've uh, thought about doing your show and everything before, but you know, I see the stuff you say about music that just sit in traditional country. And he's like, I don't, I don't want you to blast me pretty much. I don't, I don't want you to be ugly to me. Yeah. And it's like, everybody misunderstands. I don't knock anybody's hustle. I don't knock what you do. If you're true to yourself and you're putting yourself out there and I can tell you're genuine, I like you. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't have to like every song. I've got buddies that I don't like every song that they put out. Yeah. Like I, I don't, and I the ones I do I support. Like I, I know there's some of people that, regardless of their, I'm gonna support whatever they do because they do the same thing for me. I thought like we're family, but there's some folks. I I don't care if you play some Kane Brown. I it ain't for me, but obviously Kane Brown's killing it. Yeah, I mean he's making millions of dollars. Who am I to sit here and say you're not doing a good job what you're doing? Yeah. There's obviously a market for you. And I was trying to explain it to that guy, and hopefully I wasn't too drunk when I was talking to him, <laughs> and he, he got what I was trying to say. Yeah. But everybody's welcomed here as long as it's just not complete trash. Yeah, yeah. There's there's some of that some of that stuff that I don't care for. That is not necessarily bad music. I think the the thing for a lot of people, for me even, is it's just mislabeled. Like if you just call yeah. some of that mu- music, I don't know. R&B or hip, I don't know what yeah. you pop, pop. Yeah. If you say, oh, this is a pop song, or call it like Southern pop or something, I don't know. Yeah. And I'd be like, okay, that's a decent pop song, you know, that's yeah. fine. But the fact that they're they're calling it country, some of it, that's that's the that's probably the same with you, you know, that's the yeah, well, I have with it. Me and Georgetta Jones, Georgette Jones, when we did the show back in January, she said the same damn thing. Mm-hmm. She's like, I don't dislike this stuff. And it's not that I even... There's some Sam Hunt songs of all people 
If you were to take Sam, uh, he's got a couple that I really like. If you were to take it and you were to turn it into a traditional country song, mm-hmm. I'd absolutely love it. I'm still going to listen to it the way that it's recorded and he put it out. I don't think it's bad, but it, it's not really country yeah. the way that it's put out, but the lyrics are country. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where a lot of people get kind of screwed up with it, yeah. is the lyrics are. And, and even like Kane Brown, I always shit on Kane Brown. I just don't like Kane yeah, Brown's music. <laughs> but like I said, he's killing it. He's got a great voice. Oh, yeah, Duke can he's sing. He's got an amazing voice. Dude, dude, I'll give him that. Duke can sing. Sings garbage songs. Yeah. But whatever he's doing, he's marketing himself the right way. He's yeah. making a killing. His family's took yeah. care of. He never had to work again. You got to give it credit where credit's due, you yeah, know? that's true. And But like if you took some of his songs and you were to switch it up a little bit, switch up the tempo, switch up melody, all that kind of stuff, it's a, it's a country song. It yeah. just doesn't sound country to the people like us that like traditional country. Yeah. And that's where a lot of people get messed up with me. Is if it's trash to me, it's trash. Yeah. Like I don't necessarily consider what that person does, or Kane Brown or somebody like that, to be trash. I just don't think it's country. Yeah. I think it's something. Else. I think it's pop. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but yeah. the hell with it. I've been told by so many people that what you hear on country radio is that it is. Made now to market between 16-year-old girls and I think it's like 26-year-old girls. Sounds about right. Yeah, that's what, because those are the people yeah. that they want to buy that are concert still going to buy tickets. T- concert yeah. tickets. Yeah, that's that's when you see those concert videos, that's, that's yeah. who's out there. You, know? you don't you don't see middle-aged dads. Yeah. You, you don't see folks like me and you. You don't see mm-hmm. us out there in the middle of those crowds paying for the tickets. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm. I'm not going. I'm not going to another. I'm not going to another big concert unless I am backstage. I have made it. Like I know people think I am just an asshole when I say this. I've done got spoiled by going to writers rounds. Yeah, and seeing how much talent is at a writers round. That dude. As much fun as I'm sure it is to go to a Morgan Wallen concert, and I'm a big Hardy. Morgan Wallen, Ernest guy. I can't wait for Ernest's album to drop tonight. I cannot wait on it. But I would rather go sit at a writer's round and listen to a, a an artist, and those guys are artists. I almost said actual artists, but they're definitely artists. I would rather listen to an artist tell the, the art behind the song mm-hmm. and then play it and it be where you can hear it, where yeah. you can enjoy it, and all that kind of stuff. I'm not trying to be elbow to elbow, asshole yeah. to asshole with people no more. Yeah. If I don't have a, a VIP seat or backstage <laughs> to where I'm not fighting a crowd, yeah. I'll listen to your stuff on the radio. Yeah. I've been to actually very few concerts. I'm trying to think. I think the only person I've ever seen in concert is Ricky Skaggs. I've seen him oh, like two boy. or three times. Oof. I love Ricky Skaggs. And, um, I've been. I was thinking about going. Uh, Cody Jenks is supposed to be in Jacksonville. Yes, soon. that would be a good I'm, one. I'm thinking about that. I love Cody Jenks. But see, the crowd there though, yeah. it's a good crowd. Yeah, it's going to be more like us. Yeah, yeah. It's, that's, see, that's a good crowd. I'm not trying to st- stand there next to some 16 year old kid at a mm. concert. And I know that sounds like I'm just the old bitter guy, but I'm. I, there's almost like a thing. Whenever I started making TikToks, it took me forever to even download the app because my daughter had it. Yeah. And it was like, if my daughter thinks this is cool, how do I think it's cool? Exactly. You know, like, if I go to a concert 
and I'm surrounded by 16-year-old girls, and then there's me, I'm going to look at myself, and I'm going to be like, one of us is wrong here. Yeah. Like, I don't know which one's wrong, but one of us is wrong here. Yeah. I remember seeing the, the, all the ads when they were really trying to push it on YouTube and stuff, the TikTok ads when it first came out, and yeah. I was like, this is stupid. And all of a sudden, everybody has it. Our age people had took it over, and country music stars getting discovered. I'm like, yeah. what is going on? It was the, it's the easiest thing, man. It's yeah. it's this marketing. Yeah. It's it's where you could take, like I said, it's all money to me. So many people have paid marketing agencies to get them exposure. Mm -hmm. You literally don't need that anymore. Yeah. You you could go like even you. You could reach out to somebody that had, I don't know, a million followers. And technically, some of them know what they're worth. Some of them don't. But you could probably reach out to somebody that had a million followers and say, hey, for uh, $1,000, I'll give you $1,000 if you will make one video a week with my new single for the next month. And they'll do it. Yeah. A bunch of them will do it. And by the time that it gets spread as much as it will on TikTok, you would have had to pay a massive amount of yeah. money for radio ads, yeah. for all that other stuff. It just it makes so much sense from a marketing standpoint. Oh, yeah. Um, hey, I've had people, you know, say, hey, when you you know when you gonna get a record deal, blah blah blah. I was like, man, I ain't studying a record deal. The, I the game one. since Spotify and social media, the game has changed. That, yeah. That's almost an obsolete concept, you know. Now, granted, they, they got the money they can pour into you and they can turn you into an arena artist like Luke yeah. Combs or something like that. But but um, most of the time, um, unless you've really built, like uh, Cody Johnson is the perfect yeah. example. Example, He took them, he raked them over the coals with uh, with Warner when he done his Well, deal. it was either they were going to get a little piece or nothing at all because yeah. he'd already turned them down yeah, once. Yeah, several times, that's yeah. what I understood. But um, yeah, they most of the time they just want to change you too much, and you know, I, I told somebody I really don't want to be famous. I just want to make a good living doing what I love to do. You know. Yeah, I don't blame you. That that's where I'm at with all of this. Um, of course, I want to make money enough to where, and this is my this is all I do. But I would like to be more secure, financially secure. But at the same time, man, just getting to do what you love and being around the stuff that you love. There's nothing that I love more besides my daughter than music mm -hmm. and just being around it and the art of it and all my friends that are connected with it. It's just the best. Yeah. And I would stay independent as long as possible. Yeah. There's yeah. no, there's no reason for it anymore. Not if you can do everything yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Guys like, um, like Cody Jenks and Cody Johnson, they were probably my two main inspirations yeah. to say, Hey, you can do this independent, yeah. you know. Um, like I said, Cody Jinks, he's completely independent and killing it, man. Yeah. I think last time I checked, he's charging like 150 grand a show. Might be more than that now. Yeah. And so, and selling out shows left. Played at Red Rock, done an album at Red Rock. You know, can't get a whole lot bigger than that. No, hell no, you, you can't. Know? Yeah, if you are going, those guys. They're so special, though. It wouldn't matter oh, what yeah, those guys. Are and great. and with like Cody Jenks, if you were him or anybody was him, 
and you signed a record deal, first thing a record company is going to try to do is change somebody like him mm-hmm. too. Oh, yeah. They're going to, then he knows that. There's no way that that dude doesn't know that. Mm-hmm. They're going to try to turn him into, you know, a Whiskey Myers or something like that. And I love Whiskey Myers. Mm-hmm. I, I do, but there's already a Whiskey Myers. Yeah. Like, let Cody Jinx keep being Cody Jinx. Yeah. And, there's a lot of stuff that he's even said. Like, I love the line where I don't know where he was at, but he was on stage somewhere and he said, we don't need Nashville anymore. We'll make our own fucking Nashville. Yeah. Like I dig that kind of mm-hmm. shit. Cause it's, it's just real. It's honest. It's, yeah. it's, you don't need, I used to think that you didn't need Nashville at all mm-hmm. until I started going up there all the time. And the only reason why I can really see that you still need Nashville one is getting in front of the right people, playing riders rounds, and just the networking. Yeah, the networking there. I can go there for one week out of every month. I'll make more connections in that one week than I will the whole rest of the month. Yeah, here being online every day, mm-hmm. like I will. And it's just you never know. Last time I was there, I got to hang out with Jay Cutler and get hooked up with him. Uh, ex-NFL quarterback, and he's starting a beer company. And, like, hopefully we'll get to do some stuff with them one day. Cool. And he, he was awesome. But also, like, there was a dude there from ESPN that does the 30 for 30 movies. <laughs> and we got to hang out and drink with him. Yeah. It's like you never know who you're going to run into. Mm-hmm. And I've always said creativity drives creativity. Yeah, There's no place I've ever been to that – if I if I threw out if there was ten people in this room right now, and nobody had ever been to Nashville, and I threw out a song idea about just something I wanted to write, everybody in the room, if it wasn't a good idea, if it was just like mediocre or whatever, they would all look at each other and be like, "That's fucking stupid. That's horrible." You know what somebody up there is going to do? Somebody's going to say, "That's not bad, but let's try it this way." Yeah, I like the concept. But let's look at it from a different point of view. Mm. Like, people want you to be creative there. They, yeah. they want you to reach. They want you to drink. They don't want you to think inside the box. Mm-hmm. Everyone around here, and I don't know about where you live, but especially here, they are so closed-minded. They don't get none of this. Yeah. Everybody gets each other up there because they're all after the yeah. same goal. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I live, what, I think it's an hour away from here and uh yeah i really don't have I, you know i got some of the guys that you know will play with me from time to time but i don't really ha- i don't really hang out with people period yeah i'm not really a people person for the most part and um but yeah my family you know some of them some of them oh yeah i'm glad you know you're getting to sing but some of them don't grasp some of them just think i'm singing and having fun some of them don't grasp hey I'm trying to do this exactly. thing. Exactly. They don't understand. They have. I don't think they've made the connection. And and you know, and it's uh, it's just you know. Look, I'm serious about this. Yeah. This is serious business here for me. And some of them don't grasp it. And you like you said, you know, I, I haven't been to Nashville in. I don't know when the last time I went to Nashville was. I um, I had, when I was going to Nashville, I had this older guy that was that was helping me, and we'd go to Nashville. And not saying anything bad about him, I ain't gonna say his name or anything. But um, he was trying to help me. But he had a lot of irons in the fire and different things, and he was just real slow about getting things done. And when we would go 
about to go to Nashville, I'd say, hey, you know, check this rider's round or check this rider's round. You see if we can get in here, get in here. And he got me in a, a few, and um, but he was still trying to do things the way they were done in the 80s, you know. Yeah. And uh, just, you know, don't worry like that anymore. So uh, I hadn't been able to try it on my own. And yeah. like I said, l last year I'd done more than ever. That's when I said, hey, I'm, you know, I got this. I'm going to do my booking. And that's when everything took off. And then, so I want to try Nashville on my own. Yeah. You know, trying to get it and everything. I'm not saying I won't. I don't want any help. You know. But, yeah. But you know, I, I, for a while there, I said, forget. I was like you. I said, forget Nashville. And I started looking at a lot of these Texas guys because everybody's independent over there. And I was like, man, if I could just get my foot in the door there. They love traditional country music. They love songwriters. And but that's a long way to drive, dude. Uh, yeah, dude, you got thirteen you gotta get, hours from here. You got to get, and and I've tried a few times. I've contacted a few places, but man, you got to line up three or four or five good paying shows to make even break even oh, going yeah. out there. It's crazy, yeah, but so I said, well, that's a long way. Maybe I should turn my attention back to Nashville a little bit. So I'm on this year. I hope to at least make a couple of trips. Well, I there. You're more than welcome to, you know. Go with us anytime that we go. Yeah, I want to jump on one in round. Oh, you definitely can. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely going to have you on one. Um, the thing is, like, I don't think the guys that have really went consistently with me since August, since I started doing the rounds mm -hmm. at, like, Live Oak, um, Riley Anderson and and um, David McMahon, they, they'll tell you, you, you're not supposed to have any expectations going up there. No. You're supposed to... Network, mingle. Because here's the thing. There's so many people up there that are talented. Mm -hmm. You got to give a reason for oh, somebody yeah. want to want to do something with you. Oh, yeah. Besides for that you're talented. When I went up there, I remember, I'm, not to brag, just, I'm a pretty good guitar player for around yeah. here. Yeah. You know, I can pick the guitar. But when I went up there, oh, yeah. I wanted to crawl under the table and hide. <laughs> I was like, dude. Yeah. You know, we went to some places and there was guys, you know, that were playing in the house band or whatever, and they would kill it. Yeah. I'm talking about amazing. And I'm like, I'm going back home now. Yeah. Forget this, <laughs> you know. But man, it's they, there's talent, you know. You know, there's t more talent you can shake a stick at over there. Yeah, you just you got to when you go up there, you've got to find, you got to befriend people first mm -hmm. because the thing is, and people make jokes about it. You'll get folks that just come up to you completely full of shit, mm. and they'll be like, "Oh, I've got a deal here, or I've got a deal there, publishing deal, whatever." Yeah. Fucking right. Are, are there? They're just so. Everyone there is just so full of shit. I I, I mean, it, it's so bad. There there's a reason why some of my friends they won't introduce me to people. They know that I'm going to end up being an asshole to them. Cause there's been like one dude in particular, and I don't remember his name. If I if I remembered his name, I'd I'd say it right now. I just don't remember his name. Uh, I think Dustin was showing me this guy. Anyway, this dude is uh, he's a social media genius. Like he really is. He's a poser on social media, but he's he's, he's a genius. Dude, like always acts like he's getting on flights or something. Uh, he's always acting like he's going into a writer's room or something like taking pictures or whatever of him outside of a, um, of a studio or some shit like that. Dude hadn't been in probably any of them. Dude's probably never been on a flight going nowhere, like nothing like that yeah. or whatever music. I can't sing or play like at all. I'm learning to play the guitar slowly. Um, but I can't sing for shit and I'm just learning to play guitar just to help me with writing. Just, mm. and it's also just fun to me, but 
let me tell you, this guy tells people, hey, yeah, I can get us in here, I guess, in there, wherever. Then it comes time to do it. And he's like, oh, we can't we can't go right there today, but let's meet up at my house and we'll ride or whatever. Like Everyone there is full of shit. Yeah. The people that are good people, they can see through that in a heartbeat. Mm-hmm. I've been blessed that I have such a smart-ass mouth and that I just don't have no hold back when I'm talking. These people like me. Yeah. I don't know why. Cause you, they, but they know that if I say something, it's more than likely the truth. Yeah. And I'm not trying to butter up to you. If you want to do my show, you, you can do my show. If you don't, I'm going to ask you once or twice. It's okay if you don't want to. I understand. I got some people that I'm really close with. I won't ask to do the show because they have deals. And I don't want them to. If I ask you to do the show and you have to say, hey, I got to talk to my manager and we're actually friends, I'm going to ask you one time. And if you don't ever get back to me, I'll just be like, for our friendship's sake, yeah. I'm leaving it alone. Because either you don't want to be associated with it because it's something I say or whatever. And I'm cool with that. But there's a lot of people, man, that you have to befriend them first. They have to see through your bullshit, mm-hmm. whether you have any or not. Yeah. They have to understand that you're a genuine person. And then they'll be like, yeah, man, let's write sometime. Yeah. Let, let's, let's, let's see what we got. Let's see if we can come up with something. Yeah. Otherwise, they don't give a fuck. Yeah, that's that's why most people are looking for something that's real. Yeah, know? and especially like, you know, from our generation and down, there's so much bull that's in the world today. You know that everybody just wants something that's real. Yeah, everybody's tired of the bullshit. Yeah. That that's why you see Wallen and Ernest and Hardy right now, because they're 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 legit buddies. Mm-hmm. They're legit friends, and they have just blown up together. It, you know, same thing with Ray Fulcher and Luke Holmes and mm-hmm. Rob and all them. They did it together. Yeah. And they're all real. Like the stuff they ride is stuff that they live. Yeah. Man, you'd be so surprised. You'll see a dude up there that, and I ain't knocking the way that nobody dresses or whatever, but you can feel in a rider's round if what you're singing about is real or not. You'll have dudes that are wearing everything but a cowboy look, trying to sing a cowboy song. Or, you can tell this dude ain't never rode dirt roads, went fishing, not done shit in his life that's been country, but he's trying to sing a country song. Yeah. People hate that shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. People hate it. Like, yeah. it's, How are you trying to sing a song about my way of life? Yeah. When you've never lived my way of life. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it, makes no, it makes no sense, man. Yeah. And Pete, I'm telling you, I've seen it firsthand time and time again. The little time... That I've got to be up there, like just once a month, about a week at a time. They hate that shit. Yeah, I'm just glad that some of them accept me. Otherwise, I'd I'd be an outsider looking in. Yeah, I feel pretty good in most of the rooms I get to walk into, and they and they'd like you because you're a genuine person. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, yeah, you, I get in trouble for that too. Um, talking about you know people don't like it when you say yeah. too much. I say too much sometimes. I don't think <laughs> it just. I say a lot of stupid shit. My wife will tell me, said, just because it's the truth don't mean it has to be said. <laughs> There's always a place in time. Yeah. There's always a place in time. If I didn't have this show and be, and I felt comfortable saying the things that I say and still be able to retain the sponsors and everything, the corporate sponsors, local sponsors, and all that kind of stuff, there are times that, hey, this being my livelihood, I would gear it back. 
Not to where I didn't wasn't still opinionated. Yeah. But I'd gear some of the shit back. And I get why an artist has to do that. You know, I used to not like the up church guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just didn't like him. I've heard nothing but really positive things about yeah. that dude. I've uh, never got a chance to meet him or anything. But anybody that I've come in contact with has just said what a genuinely good person he yeah. is. But one of the reasons I didn't like him was when Luke Combs had to take down a video. Um, I can't remember what it is. Uh, I think it's something called Outlaw. Uh, can we get a little more Outlaw yeah. or some shit or something like that? But it had a bunch of Confederate flags in it. And Upchurch like, went ape shit on him for having to take it down and, like, all this kind of stuff. Like, it's... But I got it. You know, I, under, I understand in the world we live in, Luke yeah. Holmes is feeding his family. Yeah. You know, Luke Holmes has a, a fucking once-in-a-generation artist. Mm-hmm. You know, I I didn't understand, and I thought just that dude, Ryan Upchurch, was just an asshole. But the more I've heard about him, just he just seems like a really good person. It's not like he just hurt at the time. Yeah. That's something that they had did that was so good. Yeah. That he had to take it down because he's he's a person who just doesn't give a shit. Yeah, and there's a fine line right there. Mm-hmm. But he he ma- he's made enough money where he just doesn't have to give a shit. <laughs> I'm still trying to get to that point to where maybe I can give less of a shit than yeah. I already give. Yeah. But you you can still speak your mind in the environment that you live in and work in. Even mm-hmm. you you know being an artist, you yeah. just got to do it in a way to where you're very transparent. I believe. Yeah. Well, I know like that's my that latest single. When I went to put it out, uh, somebody told me, somebody in the, you know, like kind of radio business, they said, they said it's very polarized because it's got some political opinions in yeah. there. And I, was, I don't know if you've listened to it or not. I have when you first sent it to me. Okay. I haven't listened to it since then. Well, um, they said half the radio stations will play it and love it. The other half will never touch it and might not ever touch you again Yeah, because of it. And I was like, well, if I can get half the radio stations played, I'll be all right. <laughs> well, the thing is, though, where people miss the half that would have played it, they know their fan base. Yeah. They would have loved it. Yeah. That's like it, it, it got picked up a week or two ago in a Pikeville, Kentucky, and um, it jumped to way more plays on that one radio station than uh, than we thought, but yeah. it's Pikeville, Kentucky. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's the demographic it's, it's catered to, you yeah. know. Well, if more people, too, like paid attention to their demographic mm. – Man, it'd make a world of difference. There's so yeah. many people that want to make everybody like you. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you're familiar with Creed Fisher. I, yeah, I've okay. heard the name. Okay, yeah. Creed Fisher's played a show for me. He's He's been on the podcast. Uh, Creed's a Texas guy. Gives zero fucks. Zero, not a z- single care in this world. And has some of the best Texas country you're going to hear. Hey. But he's one of those. He just does not care. He's going to put his political views out there. He's going to put his other stuff out there. He's a badass. Yeah. I, I really like him. I think a lot of the dude, actually. And he's one of those that he only plays for his demographic. You're mm-hmm. never going to hear something on one of his albums or whatever. He's a younger David Allen Co. Yeah. Without the racy stuff from back in the day. Mm-hmm. Like, if Co. wouldn't have had that racy stuff back in the day... Co is sitting in the Country Music Hall of Fame with a fat house in Nashville. Yeah. He let something that he did in his 20s ruin him for the rest of his life. Yeah, if you look at his career, that was wild, man. The type of music he would put out from from You Never Call Me By My Name, and then he went to, you know, the other stuff. And and it's like, 
man, and and I've heard on documentaries, I've never met the guy or anything. Yeah. And I've heard that he was a nut. Yeah. Like that he was a musical genius, but he yeah. was a nut. Yeah, I just watched uh what was it called? I literally in the past month, I didn't know it existed. Um and I don't know how I ended up even coming across it. Um Heartwarm Highways. Mm, you ever seen it? It's a documentary, but it's from like the seventies or eighties. Um and and David Allen Coe's in it. Mm. And uh anyway, dude. He's like full blown rhinestone cowboy in it. And let me tell you, he is so far out there. Like good drugs. Like the <laughs> I, I can't never get over the the Ooh. the the video from I forgot if it was, might have been the Porter Wagner show where he had the 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 church lady poof and then the hair down his back you know oh uh, yeah I've probably seen it. it he's got like a rhinestone like a pink rhinestone suit I think. yeah this I, is about like and I think along he's, those lines. I think he's singing um you never even call me by my name yeah and he, his hair's up you know up here and then the down I was like man what what you got going on a lot of drugs <laughs> yeah. lot lot of drugs. <laughs> He's one of those that I really wish, and nobody ever will, because he's that whole X-rated album. Yeah, that'll never get him any like because of that album. He, mm. he screwed for eternity. Yeah, and it's sad because he's literally got some of the one of the been the best country music songwriters of all yeah, time. Yeah, he has some great songs, great voice. Yeah, I mean, I love David Allen. Yeah, um, but he's screwed for eternity. Yeah, like he he is, and he's also not a nice person. I, yeah, I've heard that too. He's, uh, but also, you know, I look at this. I try to see everybody's point of view on something. The two times I've been around him, and he was just mean as hell. If he's what he's in his eighties at least, yeah, he's at least, at least in his eighties. Um, if something in your twenties kept you out of getting any bigger, the rest of your career. And you've had all these other people that have just loved you. Willie, Waylon, everybody else. And you are right there with them, but your name can never be mentioned. Yeah. Like they can never mention that they were associated with you. Yeah. Nothing like that. Like, that would probably make me a bitter old man, too. Yeah. It'd probably make me mean as hell. Yeah. I, I, it is what it is, I guess, but... But he he's one of those man. I just I think I think the world of him. But he's but Creed Fisher is a younger version of him. But he's not as racy, obviously. Yeah. Um. As as Co was back in the day. Um. But Creed just plays to his demographic. Yeah. And if you do that, you're never gonna really fail, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. You're not. You might not ever get the numbers that you really want. But as cliche as it sounds, you're never gonna be anything. Until you actually make it, yeah. You're, the same thing. That's when I brought Brian's numbers up at the beginning of the show. It's literally where zero, 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 a million. Yeah. Like you're not nothing until you are. Yeah. And you just got to keep. You just got to keep pushing. You got to mm -hmm. keep like just grinding until it happens. And then once it happens, oh, you're golden. Yeah. There's no coming back from it then. Yeah. It's just getting there. It's yeah, getting it's, there. it's a pain in the ass because. I don't know about you, but um, I have even my days doing this. It's just like, man, do I need to sell out? Like, do, do I need, like, I don't want to be poor. Yeah. I don't want to be poor forever. Uh, is there something that I need to be doing? But then I realized the reason why you have people that 
hang around forever. They were authentic and they were genuine to themselves. They mm-hmm. never had to change. They never had to veer. The rest of the world and the, the entertainment business or whatever you're in, yeah, it it molded around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a lot of guys. You know, I've said this about a lot of these newer country guys that like we were talking about that don't make country country music. Yeah, they're doing good now, but I just don't see them in the Hall of Fame. 30, 20, 30 years around. They're, oh, you they're not going to be a Willie or a Waylon or a George. You know, guys that like like Cody Johnson, he'll come closer because he's, like you said, staying true to himself. He'll come closer to being that lifetime artist, you know, that well, it's still here in 30 years. One of the things I like to bring up to any of my buddies that do this show is like, are you writing country music and trying to be an artist that wants to make money or are you trying to have a legacy? Yeah. Like, are you, do you want an all-time song, or do you want to be on the charts a couple times? Yeah. I mean, there's even – let me just think. Somebody, Doug Stone. Doug Stone's got four or five of my favorite songs of all time. Mm-hmm. He's played a show for me uh, down in Kerrigan's before. And Doug's not killing it now, I yeah. wouldn't think. I mean, I know what – we had to pay him for a show. Yeah. And you, you're talking about somebody that – I don't know if he is or not. I don't think he's in a country music hall of fame. Somebody that deserves to be there. Yeah. But you've got your little spotlight. Mm-hmm. But regardless, he will have a song with I'd be better off in a pine mm-hmm. box for the rest of eternity. When you yeah. talk about the greatest country songs of all time, he's on yeah. that list. Yeah. Now, whether that translated into him being a millionaire the rest of his life, I don't know. I don't know what his bank account looks like. But I know he gets to do country music the rest of his life. Mm-hmm. So do you keep pushing it and like transition into what you think you're supposed to be? Or do you keep doing what you want to be and hope that you end up having one of those songs? Yeah. And then you just get to make a living off of doing the thing you love. Yeah. I actually like the people to do that better. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of artists, and it, it, always, it blows my mind, the artists from like the – the 90s and the early 2000s that are great artists that they've almost fallen. They still make music and stuff and they still do concerts, but they're not, you know, your Garth Brooks's and your Alan yeah. Jackson's and stuff like uh, Joe Nichols. Oh, I love Amazing Joe Nichols. Voice. I oh, love God, Joe Nichols. I love Joe Nichols. But he's, you know, playing for, you know, a fraction of what like Luke Combs and, yeah. and Alan Jackson, these guys are. And, and you don't hardly hear a whole lot about him like him and, um, Doug Stone, he's you know, mm-hmm. and then um, uh, Diamond Rio. Oh yeah, you know, you still hear a lot about them, but they're not playing for the kind of money you would think they're. Playing oh, absolutely for. not. No, people know? don't people don't realize those shows are between five yeah. and maybe twelve thousand dollars. Yeah, I, I've looked up maybe I've looked up some of these shows about different artists and stuff, and and it don't cost what you think it costs to, no. to get them. You know, and no. like um, but you were talking about building a legacy. Um, Marty Stewart oh, I love never Marty had Stewart. a number one. Yeah. Blew my mind when I found that out. But he, to me, he's the embodiment. He's got, doesn't he have one with Travis? Um, it might be a Travis song that he's featured on that I'm thinking. Yeah, of. I know they've done a c- couple of those songs. Yeah, that might have went. Um, uh, I know the songs you're talking about, but I can't remember. That might have went to number one, maybe. Yeah. But anyway, um, I know none of his solo songs made it to number one. But he's like the embodiment of country music history. Absolutely. You know, he is the man. Absolutely. And, and uh, you know, a legacy. He made well, a le- And he, he almost crushed it 
Um, you know, I don't know if you've ever watched one of the documentaries about him, but he was he was pretty wild in his younger days, and he in his younger days, and he almost crushed his career, and then he came back, yeah. and then just he's what he is, you know. Yeah. See, I think the problem with if you look at the '90s artists, and that's where so many people get focused on, is because that's the I'm 35. So those are the artists that I grew up yeah. with. Uh, of course, I love my tradition, the ones from the 70s and yeah. 80s, but I didn't get to see them. I got to see the the 90s artists. Like, you look at Clay Walker. You look at Tracy Lawrence. Mm-hmm. Those are two of my favorites. And then you look at a Tim McGraw. If you look at the difference between a Tracy Lawrence and a Clay Walker and then compare them to Tim McGraw, mm-hmm. and even Blake Shelton, you could throw him on the Tim McGraw side. Clay Walker and Tracy Lawrence never veered. Yeah. They kept doing what they wanted to do. Yeah. Tracy or uh, Tim McGraw and Blake Shelton, they started doing more of what was popular at the yeah. time. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where, yeah, you remain popular and yeah, yeah. you keep to keep get to keep making a check, a bigger check mm-hmm. and everything. But man, I would love to hear some 90s Tim McGraw. Yeah. 90s Don't Tim take Mag- the girl. Oh my God. Renegade. Uh there's like Indian th- Outlaw. Yeah, there's like three Tim McGraw albums from the 90s that if you press play on them, every one of them mm-hmm. is a banger. He's yeah. got one, I can't remember. It's the one, it's the album that's got um everywhere on it. It's got a song called Don't Mention Memphis. And it's um there's another one that's uh what is it called? It's something about I do but I don't. That's what it's called. Mm. Tim McGraw was a bad, bad man. Yeah. And then it's just like all of a sudden, instead of him doing Tim McGraw, yeah, he changed it up. Yeah. And and I get why you do it because you're going with the flow. Yeah. The guys that I really like, I hate they only had so many number ones or yeah. big hits, but they never veered. Yeah. And then you got the guys that, you know, but we're talking about a whole different type of person. You got your George Straits and your yeah. Alan Jacksons and your Vince Gills that yeah. they didn't veer at all. Yeah. And but George is still, the only George is the only one out of all of them that this fucking stayed at the top though. Yeah, man, George. When you look at his numbers, that's insane. He had he averaged what was it? I did one time. I think it's, he averaged two number ones per album. Yeah. Put out 20 albums and have 40 number one hits. That is crazy. Well, somebody told me this not long ago, and it's happening with a select few now. I mean, even though you got like <clears throat> Morgan Wallen with his team, you got Luke Combs with his team and all of them, you get to a point to where when you know who the best artist is, every good song from yeah. every every good publishing company is getting pitched to oh, you. Oh yeah, every every single one of them. Mm-hmm. You know that that's how George Strait ended up with "Just Give It Away" yeah. from Jamie. Mm-hmm. Jamie should have been the one that cut that all day, every yeah. day. But there's no telling how long that song was even on hold. Mm-hmm. And that's like um, I've yeah, I've heard Garth Brooks. They said they go through hundreds and hundreds oh, of absolutely. songs to do an album. Um, back in the nineties when, when he was cutting, because, you know, like you said, everybody wants to get cut. Every songwriter says, man, if I could just get a song cut yeah. by Luke Combs, if I get a song cut by more, it, it, it does change your career. I mean, yeah, but now with the publishing companies and everything the way they are, and you have the connections that, that they do from my understanding, this is from the outside looking in, like 
if if you got Morgan's team's ear, every song that comes across your desk that could be a number one for anybody, of course you're going to pitch it to Morgan and give him the chance to cut it. And it might not even end up being a single. Yeah. But it might not even be the single on this album, though. You might put it on hold to the next album. And then that song's just sitting there. But you're going to give it to the person that's going to end up making you the most money in yeah. the long run. Yeah. And that's where the same thing happened with George Strait, though. With Dean Dillon and everybody else. They saved it. And I, yeah. and I know I bring up my dude, Keith Whitley, because he's, he's always going to be my number one. If he doesn't die, he gets a lot of those songs. Yeah. He gets a lot of the George Strait songs. I, I really believe that. But George got every song that was going to be in, like when those songs were wrote, yeah. they knew by the time it was done. Mm-hmm. But just give it to George. Yeah, Just give it to George. It, it's yeah. 100% a number one if he touches it. Mm-hmm. And, and I, yeah, I've never, uh, you was talking about, you, earlier you were talking about connections and all that stuff and I've never been one to co-write with anybody yeah. because one I'm just not a people person I don't know that many people I don't go back into the Nashville a lot but you know every time I do go a lot of times I'll meet guys and say, hey we should write together I'm like yeah but the concept has always been foreign to me because you know yeah. I write about things that you know I went through or things that are close yeah. to me and the concept that, that we just walk into a room at 5 o'clock today and say hey we're going to write a song it's just really weird but um but I'm up for it. I'm not against it. Yeah. But I have we, me and a guy named uh, Casey Carpenter have been co-writing a song via via Messenger. We'll we'll voice record our thoughts on this and that, and we've been back and two, and um, we about got it. And um, he actually, I think he had a number one with Kane Brown. I don't remember what the song was. Yeah. But um, but anyway, he had, he's from North Georgia, and um, but I I see the importance of. The co-write, yeah. Because like if I if I go up to Nashville and I meet some dude and I co-write a song with him, I come back to Georgia and he's up there plugging away in Nashville, and he gets Luke Combs or George Strait, you know, to to record his song. You know, half of you know a few million dollars is a lot better than a whole oh, a whole of ten thousand. You know, well, it's <laughs> it's just something when you co-write with something or somebody from what I've been told. It's just somebody can pick up something that you miss that yeah. just makes it so much better. Mm-hmm. Lee Tucker, when he first moved to Nashville, he's told this story on the show a couple of times. He didn't think you were supposed to write with nobody. He thought yeah. that everything that you did was supposed to be you. Yeah. And he very quickly learned, mm-hmm. no, that's not what you do. Yeah. Like you're, you're supposed to write with other people. It makes you better. Yeah. yeah. I, but... It, I get it though. Like a lot of people do want to write their own shit. Yeah. And it makes sense. It's therapeutic for one, but yeah. it's also if I'm writing about something that I've went through, I don't want you to tell me, I don't know, this doesn't sound good yeah. right here. But that's what happened, yeah. man. What you talking about? Yeah, this is what this is what happened. <laughs> like, how can you not tell me this doesn't sound good? Uh I get it. I get it. Yeah. It's, it's hard, but I get it. Um, well, I'll tell you what, uh, how about you play your new song, um, or maybe a song or two before we get out of here. All right. If that's cool with you. All right. Yeah, just move that mic wherever it's comfortable for you and and uh yeah, play us a couple songs before we get out of here. Are you left handed? Uh I is. Oh yeah, shit. Oh damn, I didn't know that. Yeah, it, that worked out well. Yeah, I have to uh take my guitar away with me because people go, Hey play it. I can't it's just on the track. Yeah, if no if nobody remembers me for nothing else, they'll be like, Oh yeah, the left handed dude. Yeah. <laughs>
Samuels production. He's a local kind of well kind of like Lisa Maybrook. Okay. And um, we've got a music video on it that we launched. And um excuse me. And right now, uh we got actually got an email from a prom uh, radio promoter before I walked in here and he said it went up to seventy five on the uh Music Road country charts this week. So oh, cool. <laughs> That's just wonderful. Hold on, hold on just a second. It's okay. It happens to everybody. It wouldn't be, we always make the joke, it wouldn't be my show if it wasn't a technical difficulty somewhere. Yeah. Oh, the tuner says it's tuned. My ears don't. So, I don't know what's with that. Anyway, ain't nothing wrong with being right. still be men and I believe that ladies should be ladies I believe in standing for the flag and I sure don't believe in killing babies I believe in every word that Jesus spoke and I believe in Merle Haggard bless his soul I believe in helping those in need And I believe in living right and being free Cause lies come easy and talk comes cheap In this world we live in it's hard to know what to believe If you're gonna stand for something be ready to fight Cause there ain't nothing wrong with being right no, there ain't nothing wrong with being right Well, I believe in the forefathers' plan And I don't believe our rights come from man And I believe a man should earn his keep And I believe the price of sin is steep I believe that love's the only way And I don't believe in the games that people play And I believe in the power of a song And I believe that one day I'm going home Cause lies come easy and talk comes cheap In this world we live in it's hard to know what to believe if you're gonna stand for something, be ready to fight. Cause there ain't nothing wrong with being right. No, there ain't nothing wrong with being right. Hell yeah. Uh, I actually lied. Uh, whatever, I had listened to something else that you had sent me. I haven't listened to that because I would remember the first part of that. 
Yeah. That's good, dude. I really like that. Thank you. I, I know why they said that a lot of radio stations oh, yeah. that. Yeah. But fuck those radio stations. Oh, yeah. I just don't know why you can't. Not not to get like on a soapbox or anything, but if there's so uh, there's so much other bullshit that can be played, yeah, on radio, why can't you play something like a- that? Exactly. Yeah, I, there was there was a dude on on YouTube, uh, comment and he's like, I've never heard a song that pandered so much. It's gonna. I was like, shut up. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, you you got to know that. I'll give you a little advice that when you post something like that, don't ever read your comments. Oh, it's yeah. just gonna piss you off. Oh yeah. They're just morons. Oh yeah, you you can. I've I've took me like twenty five years to learn. You can't argue with stupid. No, you know. And, and I was having this debate with somebody recently, but the people that want to sit there and say that like we think that some of our ideals are whatever superior or whatever to other folks, it's not that. We just don't really care about the other side of the argument. Like <laughs> I don't want to argue with you. <laughs> I want to believe in what I believe in, and I want you to show me the same respect to me that I would show to you. Yeah, it, well, well, allow me to speak my voice if I'm allow you to speak yours. Yeah. yeah, and my wife always tells me she, you know, with everything she's like, "You think you're always right," and I tell her, "Say, well, if I didn't, why would I be arguing the point? That would be stupid." Of course, I think I'm right. <laughs> Absolutely. What was the one when uh, you were doing sound check while ago? Um, that's another one I wrote. That one is actually on. I know before the show we were talking about the we're working on some acoustic stuff called the yeah. sharecropper sessions because I come from a long line of sharecroppers. That's uh, one that's actually on that. Uh, I can sing that. Yeah, absolutely. I like the I liked how a uh, little piece I got of that one. Now let's see. This one is called uh, "The Highs Ain't High Enough." Well, the whiskey it ain't working. And the pills have lost their thrill And I've snorted up those white lines Till I've nearly had my fill I keep running from my demons Only to find more But sometimes I can't remember What it is I'm running for Cause the highs ain't high enough Because the lows are too low I don't know who to turn to I don't know which way to go Cause the women and the nightlife The drugs and alcohol They only get me high enough So that they can watch me fall I've been breaking all the rules I've been running from my past I've been acting like a fool 
And I'm going downhill fast I've got the law on my tail And I ain't slept in days I know something's gotta give I ain't living long this way Cause the highs ain't high enough Because the lows are too low I don't know who to turn to I don't know which way to go Cause the women and the nightlife The drugs and alcohol They only get me high enough So that they can watch me fall Will they tell me about a man Who can take it all away? They said he'll take away my pain If I'll just take the time to pray They say he knows the worst about me And yet he loves me still Thing they said his name was Jesus And I'm just praying that he's real Cause the highs ain't high enough Because the lows are too low I don't know who to turn to I don't know which way to go Cause the women and the nightlife The drugs and alcohol They only get me high enough So that they can watch me fall That's a song. Thank you. Dude, that is a song. Uh, drop your social media links and all that stuff. That's how you end it. That is, dude, I hope the right person hears that one. That's a song. Yes, sir. How I told you at the beginning, it takes uh, what I was told, that it takes one great song for you to get to write a lot of good ones. Mm. That's a great song. Thank you. You got to drop your social media. I'm uh, still, I'm still uh, over here like it all. That's that's just a, and you got some Joe Nichols in you. That's the yeah. first time I heard it when you sung, right there. That's some Joe Nichols shit. Well, that's a good compliment. I love Joe Nichols. But yeah, my uh, socials is Aaron Tan is Aaron Tanner Music on everything. Aaron Tanner Music on Facebook, Instagram, and uh, TikTok, and um, and then AaronTannerMusic.com. Um, I try to keep my shows up to date on there as well as on my my social medias, and um. You know, you can catch me on Spotify. I'm on iTunes, all that stuff. Now that song's not out yet, 
Um, we're hoping to get it out soon with some other. It's just an acoustic version. Get it out ASAP. Um, oh yeah, yeah. We've, we've been we've been working on it. And I've been chomping at the bit trying to get it together, but we're gonna try to get it out there. That's a song and a half. <laughs> Thank you. Well, dude, I appreciate you coming to hang out. I'm glad we finally got to do it. And yes, uh, is there anything else you want to promote before we get off here? Um, n- not that I can think of. I got I got some dates coming up. Um, but you know. Instead of cluttering all up, you can just go look on my website and on my. Uh, right now, they're all on my website, uh, so you can go there and look at dates coming up. Most of them is kind of local, um, here around Georgia, but I'm hoping we're going to expand a little bit this year too. Cool, dude. Well, I sure appreciate it, man. And y'all go look up my dude Aaron Tanner now, and uh, go look up his catalog that he's already got out on social media, on iTunes, and all that good stuff. Add him on all social media platforms, and. Uh, Hey, just keep up with this dude. He's obviously got some good stuff coming. Thank you. You're welcome. See y'all guys later.